Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we will do part two of NFL coaches. Some are in the Hall of Fame and some aren't. We'll take a look at the career of Tom Flores. His overall career record was an unimpressive 105 wins and 90 losses, which included three dismal seasons with the Seattle Seahawks, where he went 14 and 34. Many will point to these three seasons with the Seahawks as the reason he is not in the Hall of Fame. But consider this, Hank Stram, who is in the Hall of Fame, went 7-21 in his two seasons with the New Orleans Saints. Marv Levy, who is also in the Hall of Fame, went 31-42 in his five seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs. Flores took over an aging Oakland Raiders team in 1979. They finished the 1978 season with a very average 9-7 record. It was their worst record since 1964, and the first time they failed to reach the playoffs since 1971. In 1979, Flora's first season, they again finished 9-7 and, and failed to reach the playoffs. There didn't seem to be any reason to think 1980 would be any different. Many of their best players were no longer with the team. The Raiders began the 1980 season with a 2-3 and three record. In the fifth game, quarterback Dan Pastorini broke his leg and was replaced by former Heisman Trophy winner Jim Plunkett. Plunkett began his career with the New England Patriots. He played well in his rookie season, but things went downhill from there. He was traded to the San Francisco 49ers in 1976, where his struggles continued. He was traded to the Raiders in 1978. In the game he replaced the injured Dan Pastorini, he threw five interceptions, and most Raider fans were expecting a very long season. But coach Tom Flores stuck with Plunkett, and the Raiders won nine of their next 11 regular season games. Under the leadership of Coach Flores, the Raiders then proceeded to win the wildcard playoff game, the divisional playoff game, and the AFC championship game. They were underdogs in all three of those games, as they would be again in the Super Bowl against a very good Philadelphia Eagles team. They easily defeated the Eagles 27-10. Three years later, they won another Super Bowl, defeating a very powerful Washington Redskins team 
that went into that game with an impressive 16-2 record. Despite a rather unimpressive career coaching record of 105 wins and 90 losses, Tom Flores did a masterful job of taking two underdog teams to Super Bowl victories, and it is my opinion that he does not get nearly the credit he deserves for that. Whether he or the other four coaches we've discussed here belong in Canton, I will leave up to the voting committee. But as a comparison, let's take a look at six other coaches who are in the Hall of Fame that could be considered questionable choices. But before we get to those six coaches, I think it's only fair to mention one other coach who seems to get forgotten. Mike Holmgren had an overall career coaching record of 174 wins, 122 losses. He also led his teams to three Super Bowl appearances, twice with the Green Bay Packers and once with the Seattle Seahawks. He won one of those three, and the two he lost were very close games. I believe if he had won two of the three, he would be an easy choice for the Hall of Fame. However, as we have already discussed, winning two Super Bowls does not ensure you a place in Canton. Okay, let's get to the other six coaches who are in the Hall of Fame. We'll start with Marv Levy. His career NFL head coaching record was not overly impressive at 154 wins and 120 losses. To his credit, he is the only coach in NFL history to lead his team to four Super Bowls in a row. Unfortunately, he is also the only coach in NFL history to lose four Super Bowls in a row. Next, we'll look at the NFL head coaching career of George Allen. Allen has an impressive overall record of 118 wins, 54 losses, and five ties but an unimpressive record of two wins and seven losses in postseason play. His best season as head coach was 1972, when he took his over-the-hill gang, the Washington Redskins, to the Super Bowl. They lost that game to the undefeated Miami Dolphins. Bud Grant was a four-time Grey Cup champion in the CFL. And yes, I know it's called the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not the NFL Hall of Fame. But let's be honest. What you did in the CFL or USFL just isn't going to impress many of the voters. Grant's NFL career record is a very good 168 wins, 108 losses, and 5 ties. Like Marv Levy, He led his teams to four Super Bowl appearances, but lost all four times. Weeb Eubank won two NFL championships in a row with the Baltimore Colts in 1958 and 1959. That, combined with a Super Bowl win over his former team, was enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. But if one wants to look at career winning percentages, Eubank is just slightly over 500%, with a 134, 130, and 7 record. John Madden 
had an outstanding 112, 39, and 7 career record as head coach. That record, along with a Super Bowl victory, was enough to ensure him a place in camp. The one knock on him is that he lost six out of seven times in AFL-AFC championship games. Lastly, we'll look at the career of Hank Stram. Stram led his team to three AFL titles in 1962, 1966, and 1969. He also led his team to two Super Bowls, winning Super Bowl IV over the heavily favored Minnesota Vikings. Surprisingly, his career record is not so impressive. 136 wins, 100 losses, and 10 ties. My point here is not to say that any of the aforementioned coaches don't belong in the Hall of Fame. I just thought it would be interesting to compare these six coaches to the other six coaches who are not in the Hall of Fame. Which of these 12 coaches should be in camp? Which one shouldn't be? Let the debate begin. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.